This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Corey Majors not in today. He actually did come up to the studio, but realized that was a mistake. So we will see potentially tomorrow... No Corey means no C-block, but don't worry, Tolos. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. We have other things to chop up and discuss. And right here, Mike Dow, I get to ask you questions across the NFL, questions that have already been answered and maybe not been answered thus far this NFL season. And what I would really like, Alec, if you hear Mike answer a question and you're like, no, that's a dumb answer. Feel free to jump on Mike and tell him that to hurt his feelings. Can Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions keep this up? Yes. I do. Think about their division. Their division sucks. Dobby, Lovey, and arm wrestling CrossFit, dude. Mm-hmm. Like That's what they're going against. Is it Bajent? I think perhaps we yeah. have discovered... Yeah, whatever his name is. Who cares? He stinks. That's so rude. And by the way, I, I said their division stinks. I should be fair. Minnesota has been on a tear. Yeah, I it's I understand. I, I should give them more credit, but I don't because they have Joshua Dobbs. But Detroit Lions, they have the second best record in the NFC right now, which the hype was real, I guess, ladies and gentlemen. The yeah. hype was I, real. What do you th- I know you're asking me the question, can I ask you that yeah. question? I, I just think that they, I've put them a hair above Dallas because I think they're going to win their division and have a home game, and it won't be against Dallas because I think they will be the three seed, most likely, okay. and Dallas will be the five seed. So they will avoid Dallas, which would be a very tough game for both teams in the first round. Yeah, no, this this looks like an 11 or 12 win team. I, I don't think you're speaking out of turn for that. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Can a quarterback really learn how to fall? Now, I know we joked about this in the offseason, but that Tua was practicing jujitsu to learn how to fall more safely and prevent blows to the head. I know they just had a big setback on the field, but he's been out there and he's been still playing well. Again, I realized last week, setback. But it feels like he has been playing exceedingly well still. Yes. I obviously jumped the gun on my Miami's going to be really special this year. I watched that 9 a.m. game after I told you it took me about five minutes and then went to Google and be like, what channel is this game on? But I, as soon as I was impressed by them and thought that they could be really special, they've kind of brought me back to hey, what happened to this is unstoppable? Because I do look on a piece of paper to a T who's very accurate. Hill, who's the best receiver in the game. Waddle, who's a who's a number one, He's who is a number two. Receiver. 
They have a good running game. I just look at it and go, what happened? Why are they not dominating with what they have? Now, there's one distinct difference, but make no mistake. The Dolphins are the Cowboys, right? In the NFC, whenever the Cowboys play anybody else, they beat the ever-loving crap out of them. Winning teams lose. The Miami Dolphins, same thing. Winning teams lose. The difference is what you just described for the Miami Dolphins offense Does that not sound exactly like what we were all hoping and thinking the defense would be? And it's not to say that the defense is bad, but there were times earlier this year when you were like, this could be a transcendent defense. Now you're like, they're good. I do think Trayvon Diggs has hurt this a lot. A million percent. And at this point, you are halfway through the season. It is now disappointing that Mozzie Smith isn't improving. Yep. So... I'll give them next year. I'll give them playing the rest of this season. I don't know. 10% of the snaps. Is he is he out there more than 10% of the snaps? And then. I feel like it's somewhere right around there. He has not been. And then well. give him an off season. Or playing at all. To learn that, okay, I was not ready for this level. What do I need to do to improve physically, mentally, all these things to play at this level? So I'm going to give Mozzie time. I'm not going to say it's a bust of a pick. But he's not helping you out at all as a rookie. And so maybe in the offseason he can figure out how this how this league works, how this level works, and can he play at this level. And people were bringing up A-Chan for the Dolphins and his injury. Right, right. that's true. Again. But Mozart. Uh, yeah, right, Raheem Mozart. Yeah, but think about he's, the similarities. A-Chan started out incredible, hurt. Diggs yeah. started out incredible, hurt. I'm telling you, the parallels between those two teams are there. The Cardinals are tanking. Who else is joining them right now? Whether it's on purpose or because they got no choice in the matter. Because I feel like the Carolina... Chicago? I feel like, yes, Chicago. But I also feel like the Carolina Panthers. Although, the Carolina Panthers, I think, were like, hey, we're starting a rookie quarterback. We took him number one. We're going to try to win. And it's just gone exceedingly poorly for them. Now, tanking does not help Carolina. Nope. Because right now, Arizona has the first pick, and the Chicago Bears have the second and third pick in the draft. Amazing. So the Giants, I guess they need to tank the rest of the way. Here's the deal with the Giants. If they do tank the rest of the way, and let's just say Carolina wins a few more games, Chicago wins a few more games, and the Giants have the number two pick, I would take a quarterback. But could you take a quarterback after giving your quarterback a four-year contract? I'm not a Daniel Jones guy. We all knew it was great for the Cowboys that Daniel Jones yeah. became their guy. I, I just wonder when you ask this tanking question, uh, I look at the Giants and go, I don't know if they're going to win two more games. I think three and 14 is their destiny. Wow. And so at three and 14, that's in quarterback company. You, you've you put yourself in pick one, two, or three. You have the chance to take a franchise quarterback. Do they really stick with Daniel Jones the rest of the way? I think they do. Okay. I'm not saying that's the right decision. No, no, no. I'm, I mean, obviously, I there'll they be a do. decision in Chicago, too. Do they, do they go, we're going down the route of Justin Fields and taking two premium players around Justin Fields? Or do they go, we quit Justin Fields, we're going in another direction? Yeah. And to go along with that... It might be easier to quit Justin Fields because you haven't given him a huge extension. I agree. I actually definitely agree with that. Patriots, whether it's intentional or not, 
I still think they're good enough to win five games, so I don't think they're going to have a top four pick. Okay, and this is a situation where it looks like it would be very advantageous for them to have a top pick. Well, in terms of quarterback, I realize for all teams being a top four pick, you're like, great, let's do that. But I mean, in terms of a quarterback, because the more you see, the more it doesn't feel like uh, like Mac Jones is the dude, right? Right. Okay. All right, let's go from that to... By the way, I had a Mac Jones card that I traded uh, a year or so ago at the Dallas Card Show, and I got uh, Patrick Mahomes' rookie that I really liked. Well, then Mac Jones goes off, and that card goes from like $600 to $3,000, and I was like, oh, man. But now I look at it and go, thank God I got rid of that (laughs) Mac Jones card. All right, Alec, I'm going to start with you on this one. Because I already know how Mike feels. Is Doug Peterson an elite head coach? Ooh. After last year, I would have argued yes. Absolutely. And I think I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to say yes still. Because... Were you I, trying to intimidate him, Mike? I think it was I a was. quick enough turnaround for I me was. to say I'm it. standing up. Carter's not paying attention. But I'm standing <laughs> up, Carter. Right now, like he's still not paying attention. He's just typing on his computer. He doesn't even know how to move. He's the... doing his yeah. job, I Mike. thought he's supposed to do the cameras. He has other responsibilities, you know. He's a busy man, but I will Dude, say. He didn't even look up. I'll sit down now, Carter. Trust me, Carter. Sorry. If I had the option to not look up or acknowledge him, sometimes uh, I would too. <laughs> I will That's say. That's it. I'm doing 50%. You've overused <laughs> me so much. Me? I can, as my dad says, I can't even wipe my butt anymore. My arm's so sore from, from giving me this many pitches. And he doesn't say butt. It I, happens. I figured. It so happens. Are you also going to say Doug Peterson is an elite head coach? Elite. No, he's he's really good. Look, I, they won 11 games last year. They're 6-2. and two. He already won a Super Bowl. Wait, oh, is that including playoff, playoffs? Yeah. Oh, they, okay, okay, yeah. Oh, 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 no, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. I think 11 is the bar for elite. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. Because I right. thought they went 9-8 no, right. last you're year. Right. I apologize. Okay. I mean, they it's my make, team. No, I shouldn't. They did make the playoffs, and yes. obviously they've made an impact in the playoffs. Now they're 6-2, and two, and they look positioned to yeah. 11. Can you imagine? They do play San Francisco this week. If they are able to beat San Francisco, I know they're not playing well, San Francisco, but that would be a major like, oh my gosh, maybe Jacksonville is a real AFC contender. I get they're they're probably going to win their division. I don't know how many people take them seriously against Kansas City, against Baltimore, against uh, let's say Cincinnati. But if they if they win this week against San Francisco and go to seven and two, I think you do have to start looking at that team as maybe they could upset their way to the Super Bowl. This is an odd question, but I really like the reasoning behind it. How much does an offensive coordinator really matter for an NFL team? All right. I I get it because you're going to be like, well, this is obviously job number two or three on the team, depending on how you shake it all out, whether it's the Ravens, the Chargers. We've seen some thrive first year, some not. We've seen changes with the Cowboys offense, and they've scored more points. But do you feel like their offense is better than last year? And so I'm seriously asking, how much do you think an offensive coordinator really matters? Because I know there's times it matters a lot. I think it matters a lot when you have a younger quarterback. I don't know how much it matters when you have Aaron Rodgers, uh, Peyton Manning in Denver, 
uh, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I don't think it mattered at all in, in Tampa Bay. Guess who the offensive coordinator was? Tom Brady. Guess who the offensive coordinator became in Denver after for about five or six weeks? Peyton Manning's like, I don't like this offense. Just let me run mine. Like, all right, well, then put together the offense. I'll just watch you do it. I do think it matters with a Trevor Lawrence. I think it matters with a Brock Purdy. I think it matters in those situations. Just two examples. Um, I think it does matter with a guy like Dak, who's like an above average quarterback, but not an elite quarterback. So I do think it usually matters, but there are cases where it doesn't. I think it matters a lot because look at, we were just talking about Detroit, the success that they're having. Do you really think that, like nothing against Dan Campbell, do you really think if Dan Campbell is in charge of all of that offense and all of that firepower, he's going to be able to make that work every single game? Ben Johnson has been fantastic, and he's going to be a head coach next year. And that's the other thing. For somebody like Jared Goff, I'm sure he's like, hey, if I could just have some continuity, so maybe he's not going to love if his OC is going to be a head coach because he has had to switch OCs quite a bit. Did we, Mike, I think you're going to enjoy this question. Did we underrate the 2022 NFL quarterback class? Here's what 22? They got Brock Purdy. I know him. Sam Howell. He's playing. Uh, Kenny yeah. Pickett. No, he's playing. No. Desmond Ritter. No. He got benched. Malik Davis. Or excuse me, Malik Willis. Well, right. they, they already announced that Will Levis is going to be the guy the rest of the year. Ugh. Okay, so let me ask you this. I say no. Out of all <laughs> those quarterbacks. No. How many will we two, three years from now be doing the CBS quarterback rankings and they'll have multiple guys in the top 10 i don't i i think purdy is it right is the only one i can even conceive of in this moment being in the top 10 yeah i mean that being said obviously 2021 looked unbelievable yeah but you're only trevor lawrence is the guy who cracks the top 10 ever on that list i mean uh fields potential but not working out mac jones we think is going to be replaced uh, obviously we know there's a bus there in Zach Wilson. Like it's over. He's yeah. never going to be a starting quarterback the rest of his life unless there's major injuries. He's a career backup now. 2020 looks like a great one. Joe Burrow and, and Hertz are top 10 all the time. And then Herbert's in, in that like cracking top 10 and Tua, area. Right? And Tua's in, in top 10. So that is an unbelievable draft yeah. class. All right. And I want to know this year. Can Micah Parsons take over as the NFL's best defensive player? Or do you think that's gone now because they have so many linebacking responsibilities on them? I'm going to change the word so the answer is no because I'm changing the word to most versatile defensive player in the NFL for sure. Okay. And you say no to that? No, I say yes to most versatile. Best, I think you struggle because usually we think of the best guy as making the quarterback's life a living hell. Sure. And he is now with Leighton Vander Esch, it sounds like a 50-50 proposition to come back this year. He's having to play linebacker 50% of his snaps. Maybe it's less than that, but he's doing it enough that he can't go go after the quarterback almost every play. But most versatile, yes. Nobody else could do what he's doing. Do you think... Do you think T.J. Watt, maybe no. he's the closest that could do what he's doing? For a while, not for a whole season. Because Miles Garrett Miles Garrett is a pure pass rusher. Like yeah. That's all he's doing. Uh, Crosby in, in uh, Vegas, that's all he's doing. Aaron Donald, actually, because I think Aaron Donald can shift all across the line. Like, okay. I, I think, like, I realize if you're going pure edge, you're like, that's probably not going to work out. But I also think he's to the point where he's smart enough 
that he could make it happen. So I think Aaron Donald has some versatility. There was a time that I thought Khalil Mack could have been that guy, but I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I just, I guess I'm of the opinion that I can line up Aaron Donald anywhere and he'll figure out a way to wreck shop. Now, clearly they have him in a great spot. And then last question for you right now, who's your Super Bowl matchup? Oh my gosh. Alec, do you want to start? I'll go San Francisco. <laughs> Too late. Okay, go ahead. San Francisco. Alec, who do you go in the NFC? I think it's got to be San Fran right now until they prove otherwise. I know they're not playing well, but I just have this feeling that they're going to be able to beat Philadelphia in a championship matchup. I, I think those two teams are destined to face each other in the NFC championship game. I'd love for the Cowboys to do it. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see it. And the winner plays? Kansas City. I'll go Baltimore. Oh, I love it. My God. I'm not saying this What's is What's your gonna, matchup? Uh, yeah, the AFC is really giving me a hard time. I hate I to, know Jacksonville. I, I know. I'm not saying Jacksonville. What? I hate to say, You didn't even pick Jacksonville. I hate to say it right now. I'd probably lean towards Philly just because the 49ers are spiraling right. so much. And you know what? I'm going to piggyback because I love what Alex said. Philadelphia and Baltimore. Mm. Is, the battle of the birds. I will tell you this. Can you imagine the haters' world crumbling if Lamar Jackson somehow won an MVP, another MVP, and made it back to the Super Bowl? I'm here for it. Well, and then made, or it, made back. it to the yeah. made it. Excuse me, made it to the Super Bowl. We got a long way to bridge Maybe that. Maybe he gap. was there. <laughs> no, no, with, with us. Maybe he was he on went Radio to a Row. Game. And I didn't see him. Yeah, no. he went to a game out there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we didn't get an opportunity to do this earlier, so let's chop up some gridiron gravy. Is this a fair grade? Plus, maybe I'll work in some power rankings. We'll do it all next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wentz in the gun. They're sending six. Wentz gets rid of it over the middle. It's intercepted. It is Deron Bland, the rookie. With maybe a game-sealing interception on a pass for Curtis Samuel. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. we got Great Iron Gravy coming up in just one second. But first, we've got special guest Kevin Gray for two particular reasons. Oh, welcome. He's, he's sick of me. I love you, Mike. Okay, three right. particular Not Kevin reasons. Gray, Kevin Hagelin. Uh, <laughs> been, let me clarify real yeah, quick, actually. way overworked. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is Thanks a lot, so Skip. outside of the mic part, <laughs> the other two is so people could hear your beautiful voice and know that they can catch the get right seven to eleven right here on the fan. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet, Kevin. Uh, yeah. As I catch my breath, because I nearly like fell down just now, like I tripping over. I didn't know what had just happened, <laughs> and I didn't want to bring it up on air. I nearly tripped over like this long ass cord that's like got my headphones. I got my head headphones, and I don't know whose they are, but shout out to whomever they are. But yeah, we'll be on from eight to eleven tonight as uh, we Cowboys, have yeah. Cowboys crosstalk. Shout out to Kenny the Shark Gant. He's going to be on with us tonight to, to 
The Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. And then I wanted to ask you if you think the WWE came through for us. We have Peace-a-thon in two weeks. Okay. Tell me if this would be something worth bidding on. All right. SmackDown's going to be at the American Airlines Center in March. March. That's, That's right. That's right. That's right. Medford will be there, I'm sure. Him and his boy Post Malone, I'm sure he'll be there. That's well, right. Medford could really be there if he bids <laughs> on this because we got four first row ringside tickets to SmackDown, like right on the rail, too. So, like, I'm when, sorry, what? Where Cody comes out and gives away his weight belt, that is where our seats are. First row, ringside, four seats. So I get to throw up the ones with the bloodline, like on yes. the front row? Yes, you do. Because you know Roman Reigns is going to be there for that show, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be there. That's a, hell of a, that's a hell of a to Kobe, gift. To Cody at WrestleMania. <laughs> let's not talk about that, Kevin. Okay. Let's, let's okay. not talk about that. Uh, no, that's incredible, man. Yeah, I would love, that would be amazing. We'd yeah. get to sit next to Medford. Get, or they, would get, to, they yeah. would get to sit next to Medford in that case. I hope so. So, yeah, you guys might want to pool your resources and see what we can do here. Medford got it all. Mm-hmm. Do I? I mean, you're the one that hanging out with Post Malone at every concert he goes to, every SmackDown, every Raw. That's you. Wasn't that you point. with the viral video out here? Let's go Rangers at the American Airlines Center when Raw was here just recently. Was that you? I played the fifth. He makes the video evidence point. already says otherwise. So you're welcome. Fifth. See, getting down to the bottom of things. That's why you got to listen to the Get Right. Thank you very much, good sir. Love you, boys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. There you go. Get Right. Usually seven eleven tonight. Eight to eleven right here on one zero five three. The fan. Now. Well, I get, you didn't even tell him that you're going to go meet Zach Efron tonight and Ke- Kevin uh, Von Erich. Wait, hold wait, on, wait, he's going to come wait, back wait, on. Wait, hold on. What? The Von Eric thing? That's you? Tonight? That's me. I did score an invite to the world premiere of the Iron Claw, hoping to get interviews with Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, with Zach Efron, with Kevin Von Eric, with boys. Wow. That, I'm excited. You just buried the lead like that wasn't important. Well, I'm, I'm thanks, sure. Mike, for appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I didn't want to bring it up in front of Medford. Well, Kevin Von Eric go Medford will be there. Yeah, what I'm you worried about him for? He'll, he'll be I'm there. The one that's got it. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah. He got it all. He'll yeah. be there. I hope Kevin Von Eric puts the claw on me. What about will he wear uh, shoes? Mark that. Mark that. Appreciate that. Mark that. <laughs> it, wasn't he a shoeless wrestler? Uh, yeah, but I he'll wear shoes for this, I assume. I guess I don't know that for a <laughs> I fact. I feel like he was a real disadvantage not wearing shoes. Because you just stomp on his feet, right? Yeah, like, yeah, wear boots, man. Boots are better. Yeah, they they should wear boots. Shout out to Solo Sokol. He should probably wear boots, too. I just think Mike would be a great wrestler, and he's like, yeah, I stomped on his foot. What would wear Mike's boots, wrestling idiot. name be? Hmm. Ooh. I'm gonna let y'all ponder on that. What would Mike's wrestling name be? Truck right context on eight seven seven eighty one one zero five. What would Mike Bassett's I mean, wrestling I feel like name malicious be? Malicious Mike. I feel Ball like sack oh, would be a good one, honestly. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you would just lean into the full Coach Ballsack. Yeah, but I'd get persona. a sanitary sock full of balls, and that would be. Yep, mark the, that. That would Thank be you. the way that I would finish them. Is is all of a sudden instead of like bringing out the snake, I'd bring out the sack of balls. And you then, know what to bam, do. I'd hit you with the balls. And then they'd be knocked out. I'd have to get the ref to pay attention to something else as the sack of balls was the thing that I won my uh, events with. You know, I really thought you were going to help, KG. I'm here to help you. made it work. I'm here to help you. I know. Dallas Page, he thought about diamond cutting me, but then I'd have my my buddy who would, like, I would be down, Mm -hmm. but then my Mm -hmm. buddy would come in and hit him with the sack of balls before he diamond cutted me. And then I'd win. You're welcome for all the gold that you just received, Kevin Hagelin. You are Masterpiece welcome. Masterpiece of the week happens every Friday Talk here about on this it. very show. Talk about it. All right. See you later. Love you, boys. <laughs> there you go. Kevin Gray.
All right, now let's go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Deep. And it's, we start. It is not 11.45. I know. We had to shift some things around today. Were you worried you had to work for two more hours? I got nothing. Okay. Let's start with C.J. Stroud, who is named the AFC Offensive Player of the Week after perhaps the best rookie quarterback game we've ever seen, at least in the regular season. Two pick sixes earned Kenny Moore, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. The interesting thing about that is Kenny Moore won Defensive Player of the Week because he intercepted Bryce Young twice. And then the person taken after Bryce Young goes on and wins the AFC Offensive right. Player of the Week. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Okay. Take out 2020. I'm going to go 2021 on. So that is the Trevor Lawrence, I'll say Justin Fields draft. Okay. 2022, I think, is pretty trashy, but you do have Brock Purdy. 2023, you have Bryce Young. You have C.J. Stroud having a great year so far. 2024, we know we're going to have Caleb Williams in that draft. Drake May. And if, there's a lot of good, right. depending on how you feel about yours. Yeah. If if you could take somebody number one overall and start your franchise at quarterback with, would it be C.J. Stroud over all of those quarterbacks? If not, give me who you would take over C.J. Stroud. Would it be Trevor Lawrence? Would it be Caleb Williams? I think like, I would take Trevor Lawrence. I, I would you take Caleb Williams without knowing what he's going to do? And I think there are probably at least four viable options. but Because I think in most years, Drake May... Could be a slam dunk number one pick, okay. but I think I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. But that's a right. really that is a really interesting question. Okay. Is all right. Let's talk about who we took in the first round of the NFL draft. Now, obviously, CBS Sports has grades for all the first round draft picks. Bryce Young, C. C.J. Stroud, A plus. So good job there. What kind of grade? And don't tell me incomplete. What kind of grade would you give the Cowboys first round pick? Right now? Yep. D. D. I wanted to maybe go D minus. Yeah. I'm giving him t- I'm giving him time to develop, but right now, this year, he's an F player this year. Yes. I don't want to quit on Mozzie Smith. I think in year two he's gonna be better. Unfortunately, he is helping you zero. He he just he can't help you this year. And that's he's the- not showing any improvement either. I think I'm with you on a D to D minus right just for right now again to your point that doesn't mean you give up on him and move on anything like that but just right now he can't get on the field cbs gave him a c and you're not loaded wild you're not loaded at defensive tackle you do have guys playing well i do not want to take anything away from from osa but he's not a he'll never be a three technique we knew that and that's the reason why they drafted him because they're like we see an opportunity for you to not only be good but to play right they they took a now player and he's not helping you at all now so maybe i I guess they said c so maybe i am i thought i was maybe being positive i think c is way too high all right let's go from that to we played the clip of carson wentz throwing an interception carson wentz is back he has reached a deal with the rams to back up Matthew Stafford. Bag of balls. <laughs> He's horrible. I don't know why I didn't anticipate you were going to say that. Your favorite guy, Mike, Tyler. I think for now we're going to go with Bagenet. Bagent. Yeah, fine. Excuse me, Bagent. CrossFit. Reebok CrossFit kid. Beignet. That's what I think it should be, too. 
you know, Alec, there's times when I feel like you're on my side, but then you do that. Is Justin Fields doubtful to play on Thursday, which would put Bajent back into the starting lineup against the Panthers. And just think about this for a second. Oh, what a horrible That's game. the Thursday night game. The Bears against the Panthers. Now tell me if this news is related. We just heard that Al Michaels was going to return in 2024. My thought is somebody said, does this game make you want to retire? And he said, you know what? I will be back next year. So don't worry. I know that game's terrible, but I'm going to be back next year. How many people are going to watch this game? Bears and Panthers fans? Yeah. And then. I mean, betters. People that like gambling. It's true. Um, I don't. I guess. I guess there'll still be people that do. I mean, there's people that just love football no matter what, sure. and that is a you, you better love out, football no matter yeah. what game. Scout out Young and Fields. Mike, do you know who the NFC? But you said Fields probably isn't playing. Oh right? yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, Bajan. Yeah. Good I mean, see that. if see if you feel like he can climb over mountains for the CrossFit Games three years from now. Okay. All right, let's go from that to, do you know who was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week? Was it uh, the guy who played quarterback against us? No, it was not. So it wasn't? Uh, you have a nickname for him that perplexes at least one person on this show. I can't remember everything I say. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs. No way. With the Minnesota Vikings. No way. <laughs> what are we doing, NFL? This is this is where you're so popular, you'll you'll even give awards away to people who don't deserve it. He was 20 for 30 with a robust 158 yards passing and what? two touchdowns. He also ran for 66 yards and had a touchdown running. So that's not great in your face. Did everybody suck in the NFC this week? <laughs> Question that everybody had to stink. There was no wide receiver who was good. There was no running back that was good. And that's I know, it. I know people will be frustrated that it's fewer passing touchdowns and by far fewer passing yards than Dak got. But yes, it is Joshua Dobbs who receives the NFC. What were Jalen Hurts numbers at the end of the game? They were that obviously he power bottom his way into the end zone for one rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He threw the ball to A.J. Brown on that kind of screen play from the two or three yard line. Mm -hmm. he threw the great pass in the end zone to Smith for a touchdown. And Dabalina had a better game than that? I didn't vote on the award, Mike. I'm just telling you who won it. Good for him, man. He can hang up that trophy <laughs> the rest of his life. It probably won't surprise you to know that is the first NFL award of his career. Well, real quick, Eagles linebacker N'Kobe Dean, he spent some time on injured reserve with a foot injury earlier this season. It looks like he has a Liz Frank injury. We've talked about that plenty in the past, and he is expected to go back on to injured reserve. So out for at least the next four games, but obviously we know that can be a much longer injury as well. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next. Let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now, courtesy of DNM Leasing. It is time for our chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Terrific. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to know how you're feeling about the continuation of your facial hair. Like, are you feeling good about it coming back together? It looks normal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I did like it this short. Uh, the last time it had been that short was when I wanted the Trailblazers to draft Adam Morrison from Gonzaga, and his nickname was oh. The Stash. And I did a stash bit. I think that was 2007. Because he was crying on the court after his last Gonzaga game. Very Caleb Williams of him. That was pathetic. I, we should have known then that he did not have one. Caleb Williams just Lambo leaped into his mom's arms and cried. How much worse is it that it felt like he was bashing Max Duggan last year for the exact same thing? Yes. He didn't even know he was like, that's I, not what I said. Mm. Right. I just found it really weird. I'd still take him number one if it all was today, Caleb Williams. But I just found it weird that it wasn't an injury it wasn't his career was over. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a loss. I get it, man. We're all hurt that we lose. But also, you guys weren't going anywhere. Like, it was your third loss of the year. I, I was just confused on why that one hurt him so much, why that loss hurt him so much. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Well, I, he lost to a guy that potentially, what if somebody takes, Mike, takes Michael Penix at number one, head-to-head? You know, he lost a game. You, you, you still got to be he, more let, of a man. Let me ask you that as a oh, scout. Would I, you care I, I about haven't, that? I haven't. I haven't. No, jumping in the stands. No, absolutely not. Would you care about no. the, the head-to-head matchup? I think it's something that's important. Yeah, I do. I think if you wanted to watch, if there is a reason why you would drafted C.J. Stroud yep. over some other guys, watch the Georgia game. Watch that playoff game he played last year against all those guys that were first-round picks. Okay. And all of a sudden, he's yeah. playing with pro receivers. And he's playing with a pro defense. They're playing against the pro defense. I always looked at matchups. Okay. Man, I can't tell you how many times, Mike, and you were, we'll all remember this when the U had it rolling and then Florida State had it rolling. You would burn holes in that tape watching all the players. It's like you always want, always watch the good versus good. You know, and he, he saw an opportunity to go head to head to a guy that he might have to compete against for a draft spot. You know, maybe, you know, maybe okay. people say, well, hey, Michael Penix beat him. You know, maybe you know, maybe he's uh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he is. And they played three ranked matchups, you know, out of the last four weeks, and they lost all three. And he's yeah. probably thinking yeah, I mean, they he, beat Dion. He's out. They did beat Dion, but he's out there putting up forty plus points a game, and they're just finding ways to lose. So, yeah. I mean, it probably just took its toll on him. All right, my next college football question. I didn't know I was going to do this, but my next football college question. Hey, that uh, head coach at USC. Does he care at all? Like, is is he Mike Leach of of coaching? He do they even practice defense? Does Oklahoma, when he was there and now USC, does he does he recruit defensive players? Or is he like, you know what, I'm going to put you on defense, but my thought for you is you could be an offensive lineman at Who am I point. thinking about on Zach as far as Hafunga? How many USC defensive players? There's that, that Tui Pelotu. Tui Pelotu we watched that was yeah. pretty good. Uh, but those aren't guys he recruited. That's what I'm saying, though. They've had a, it, It's been a little bit of a dry run for them as far as getting those five-star, four-star defensive players. I think it, I think a lot of the deodorant that was needed for that team was the quarterback and and you know the the stink yeah. that they had on defense because they can't stop anybody. I would almost want to hire another co-head coach with with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he needs. A and go, you're plan. not a head coach. You're an unbelievable offensive coordinator, and I think you're going to put up fifty a game. Well, I want you. I don't want you touching or talking to any uh, recruit. Any. Yeah. I need an. I need another five million dollar coach to be your defensive coordinator slash head coach on that side of the ball. He's got Cliff Kingsbury on that staff, too, which is kind of funny. Hell That's, yeah. Cliff's one of those guys Coach that bros. not and much not much care about defense, yeah. 
No, but he doesn't. I mean, to answer your question, the answer is no. And when you think about it, you know, talking about Oklahoma players while he yeah. was there, they weren't pumping out a lot of talent to the and NFL. Yeah, I was trying to think about that they'd as well. They'd give up like almost Winfrey, 60. Like they'd make Neville the playoffs Gallimore. and then give up almost 60 to whatever team they're playing. Yeah, and they had the terrible Alex Grinch defensive coordinator at OU, and he brought them with them to USC well, only to get this fired. Hand this hand yeah. all really like, started, what, though. What are you doing? It really started last year at the Cotton Bowl when Tulane, they had a huge Tosh lane on, on Tulane, and Tulane just came roaring back sure and did. beat him in the game. And it kind of was a carryover into this season. Okay. We were talking about this earlier off the sports path. Is there a TV show you've never seen that you feel like you probably should go back and watch where people try to peer pressure you wire. to go watch it? The Wire. Yeah. Ooh, the the wire. Wire's good. You should watch The Wire. Reggie got me for The Wire, and it was outstanding. Yeah, I, that's the one I haven't seen. But I've the, the Breaking Bads, the, all the one, the Ozarks, people have recommended those, and I've gone back. They're absolutely right about those, but I need – how many seasons of The Wire do I have to do? Is there a lot? Five. There's five. It's not five too bad. Seasons. Okay. Well, then maybe that's doable for me then. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think it's doable. Okay. Mad Men for me was one that I just never watched and I heard good things about. I tried it. Got about five or six episodes in. Did not see what people were is talking about. Is it really about. slow? That's the only thing is people were like, oh my God, that show's so slow. Yeah. May- maybe. Um, maybe it got going, you know, right after. I thought, I, I, I felt definitely felt that way about Better Call Saul. I actually oh watched two God. seasons of it. And the first two seasons were horrible. Yeah, just, they were just terrible. Snoobered. Kim Wexler and but this whole storyline. you say of, that because yeah. everyone was like, did you see that last episode of Better Call Saul? It's genius. And I was like, the one where nothing happened? Yeah. It was yeah. not genius. It was. Yeah. Why? The because last two seasons. Odenkirk. And I was like, no, he's good. The right. show is slow <laughs> as hell. I think I need to go back and watch the end now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, the, the end's worth it. The yeah. last two seasons, yeah. the payoff because, was great. Because what did they do? Nobody gives a crap about your brother and all that stuff. Bring in the people from Breaking Bad. And they were like, all right, Spoiler. you know what? Let's do that. Yep, Show's it. actually pretty cool. Need to get the brother the hell out of there. Yeah. And then the other one uh, that I've talked about with Eric a lot is Dexter. Also a show that I've heard great things about. I just didn't okay. ever go back and watch it. Here's what you need to do. And I was talking about this. Me and my wife have watched several shows where I've like, we should cut it off right here. Go watch Dexter. After first the, two seasons? First four. First the four? fourth season might be the best one. Mm-hmm. At the end of the fourth season, move on with your life. You're going to think, but I need to know what happens next. What's going to no? That's a trick that the Dexter people played on you. Yeah. You just need to quit after four seasons, okay. move on with your life, and never look back. I can do four seasons. You're going to love it. Do the same with Prison Break, like, but just do the first like season or two. The first season was so good. It was Prison amazing. Break. It was now amazing. they're looking at uh, doing a redo of it. Like some kind. How I don't often know can you break same. out of jail? I don't know. But did they do the same thing in season two? Did they go back? And I know never, it was I a different. They're in, uh, yeah. they're in like a foreign prison. They're in like Colombia oh, or okay. yeah. Panama or something. Yeah, yeah. foreign prison. Okay. Much more. And then he's got to go break his uh, brother out again. I mean, it was just a weird deal. But that first season, though, definitely worth your time. Really good. I think for me, though, I I never watched South Park. What? And, really? And I need to. Yeah. Yes, you need to watch South Park. Yeah, I know. And that's not I'm even what you've got to watch Most every... of their episodes, though, now not relevant. They try to be very current with topics that they make Still fun hilarious. of. Yeah, I mean, you can just watch their most recent special that I know a lot of people don't like, but there are probably more people that think it's spot on about a lot of things. So All right. You've convinced me. Check it out. It's yeah, you absolutely pretty should. entertaining. There is an episode that, like, to Mike's point, I don't think it ages well if you didn't live through this time. But they sub in the Bush-Gore election for a kindergarten class president election. And I think it is just dead on with what happened. <laughs> but I could see how if you, like, didn't live through that, you'd be like, I don't, okay, who cares? I but lived through it, man. At the time. Second, third grade or I, so. I thought it was amazing. 
All right, we asked this question earlier. Is there a Dallas Maverick, and it can even be Luka, that you've fallen in love with so far this season? Because Grant Williams got a lot of play. Derek Lively got a lot of play. Who was it for y'all early in the season? You know, I, I'm I'm loving the Kyrie Irving storyline of uh, him yeah. being more of a complimentary star, yeah, and I mine. I think sacrificing and just being ready for whatever Luca needs. I think it's you know one of the greatest leadership moves that we've seen in in DFW sports in a long time. He's on pace for a career high in assists per game. It's awesome. I, yeah. I know early, but still. Yeah, so I like that story. Um, how could you not like the rookie though, and yeah. how he surprised everybody? So. Yeah, the Lively one's amazing, too. What about y'all? Yeah, I'd probably go with Lively as well, the surprise that he's been. But but Luca actually trying on defense and not complaining to the referees as much. I think Mine was Luca. I've he's This is the best version of Luca we've ever seen. And he's been great, but he's actually giving effort. He's locked yeah. in. He's getting back on defense a, a lot. He's, he's, his bo- he's pushing the ball. He's doing everything that Jason Kidd said he wanted. Luca's doing. Luca's pushing the ball. Luca's working a little bit off the ball. Luca's trying to to do things that he's just kind of seemed to refuse to do early in his career. I know Wolchuk's been all over Derek Jones Jr. I do love the Derek Jones Jr. storyline. I mean, that guy, I, I did not know what to expect. Would he just be like a bench player? But the length, I mean, the defensive ability, and now he's starting. And, and there's a question, like, should you start Josh Green over him? So far, it's working out so well. Is he the most surprising then, too? He To me, he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, Lively, obviously. I don't think any of us anticipated Derek Lively doing what he's doing. Uh, and I know, yes, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Did, did you? Did you, Higgy? Were you fat of the Duke? The Duke on Duke. I told you But you didn't go to Duke, so can you really be that big of a Duke fan? That's a good point. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You know what, Ron? I was going to skip that. Did you just... Get up in his face, Heggie. Did you just disengage? No, no. I'm seriously curious. Did you disengage from that conversation eventually, or did you, like, respond to a whole bunch of people? Because I saw there was, like, eight gajillion responses. No, I responded to people. (laughs) You know what? The the only problem I have with fandom is if... uh, I understand you're a respectful Duke fan. I have never one time ever thought about you and, and you got in someone's face about oh, look yeah. at me that's the only problem i have with fandom and i and if you'd have gone to school at duke sure and you want to yourself out knock yeah. yourself out but you know there's guys like john mashota who's a duke basketball fan as well you know there's he's a florida state football fan too never one time been disrespectful about it that's the thing about it i only i'm only against the fans that are disrespectful that didn't go to school there that's my fan. Thank you for being respectful. Corey Majors, OU. And he's disrespectful about it, too. Disrespectful. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess that but is But if you went to the school, you can be as disrespectful as you want. Absolutely. That's the coolest sure. part. That, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's where I draw the line. That's where you're like at the Sugar Bowl and you're throwing beers at people because you're an LSU guy. I went yes. to LSU. Yeah. Yes. Well, like, they, like we're at the game, right, and David Hellman yeah, is wanting to go. fight everybody from the yeah. state of South Carolina. <laughs> gotcha, that. bitch. And I understand him being disrespectful. He has yeah. my jersey on from the 85 Sugar Bowl, <laughs> and he's being disrespectful with my last name on his back. And, you know, I was cool with that. He went to school at LSU. Be disrespectful all you want then. How about Meat Church Matt Pittman didn't go to Bama, huge Bama fan. Ooh. Matt doesn't talk s about Alabama. What if he wanted to? Then I would have to call him out. Okay, punch him in the mouth. <laughs> it's all about the disrespect. I'll bust him in the I mouth. It's about the disrespect. That's I hear it. you. I what don't do want to be disrespected. What if you signed with Texas Tech but didn't go to Texas Tech? 
do you talk disrespect if LSU and Tech played in baseball, uh, and you would then? And no, you would, I don't. I don't. I don't care. You do yeah. make frequent references Mike, to the fact they never played defense. Mike was showing me that pretty hard. That's, or not. Hey, you were there when we interviewed Patrick Mahomes uh, in Houston. Yeah. I asked him. I said, "Serious question: Did you guys ever practice defense <laughs> at, at, in Lubbock?" He was so nervous too that day. <laughs> he had not made it. He did not have championship swagger yet. What do you guys get coming up on the program today? <laughs> Pure gold as always, Haggy. Thanks so much for asking. Speaking of championship swagger and John Mashota, John Mashota will join us there at three go. o'clock. Woo! Roll Talk home. some Cowboys with him and some Duke basketball. Roll home with the G Bag Nation. We've been the KNC masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, ten a.m. to two p.m. right here on one hundred five three The Fan. Say Dabalina, Kevin. Who is Bob Dabalina? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.